Hello, everyone. This is Attorney General Keith Ellison with Affording Your Life, your podcast about fairness, justice, and consumer information. This is not legal advice, but important information you can use to help you afford your life. Hey, this is Keith Ellison, Attorney General for the state of Minnesota, and this is Affording Your Life, our podcast where we talk about issues of concern to you uh, regarding consumer justice and all types of things. We're in the justice business. And today I'm talking to Alex Baldwin. Alex, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Thanks. Great to be here. Well, so something happened to you on August 31st, 2015. What was it? started working at this office. Okay, and something landed on your desk on this first day. That's right. It was the CenturyLink investigation into possible overbilling of Minnesota consumers. That's kind of a big deal, like, for a young lawyer on the first day. How did you feel when this thing hit your desk? Excited. I mean, it looked like a wonderful opportunity to make a difference and do something to help the people of Minnesota. It was incredible just to see the number of complaints number of people who had taken the time to give voice to what they had endured. And that's really the the start of the investigation, all these complaints we had. And so was this, uh, was this a case in which complaints towards this company were greater than the norm? They were the most complained about company in the attorney general database. So that's quite quite a thing right there, isn't it? Yeah, not a not a list you want to be at the top of. No, no, that's no. You want you might want to be at the top of a lot of lists, not that one. No. So anyway, you dug in, and something happened recently. Can you tell us about it? That's right. We announced a settlement into the lawsuit that we eventually filed against CenturyLink after our investigation. So the settlement provides for $8.9 million. Some of that is going directly to consumers. Some is coming to our office, which we hope to distribute to even more consumers. And the company really has to fundamentally reform the way it does business in Minnesota. Got to be honest with people, disclose all the prices, honor what they tell you. And they're subjecting themselves to audits and some kind of compliance and oversight from our office going forward. Sure. Now, so let's go back to August of uh, 2015. Uh, we eventually filed a complaint, right? That's correct, in July of 2017. And um, what were some of the uh, causes of action, some of the things we said they did wrong? Sure. So we filed under the two consumer protection statutes that we frequently litigate, the Consumer Fraud Act and the Deceptive Trade Practices Act. So basically a whole host of lies and misrepresentations and deception and deceit over the price of their service. They told people their price would be one thing, and then they'd charge them more. The company lied about discounts that they were using to try to entice people to start service, and they never really did right by the consumer. They'd call in and say, you know, hey, this isn't the price I was told, and they'd be completely ignored. And it was really those kind of issues about misrepresentations about the price of the company's service that was the core of our lawsuit. Well, and so we we actually litigated this case. We filed a lawsuit. We went through discovery. You want to talk about a a few of the things that happened in the course of the lawsuit? Yeah, it it was a pretty contentious litigation. A lot of obstruction in terms of CenturyLink not wanting to turn over kind of documents and damaging information that we were entitled to receive. Did a lot of motions, uh, three motions to compel, two motions for discovery sanctions, 
And finally, you know, kind of years later, we got all of the audits, all the damaging information showing how they knew about this, how it was deliberate. And it was with that information that we were ultimately able to get them to settle and really, you know, craft a settlement that was kind of tailored to what it was they had been doing wrong in the past. So at some point, we could have gone to trial or we can do what we just did. And you're telling us about settle the case. Was there a trial date set? There was a trial date. So it uh, would have been March 3rd, 2020. So we settled a couple months before that. And really, um, you know, we got enough money, I think, to get refunds back for people. And, you know, just as important, we were able to get them to reform the way they do business. And with those two goals achieved, I think we got a really good settlement. So I just want to say, I'm glad that CenturyLink did cooperate with us and engage in a settlement, an agreement, which uh, requires certain obligations upon them. That's a good thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, what does it look like? What are the features of the settlement? Yeah, there's a number of requirements they have to comply with going forward. First, they have to disclose their true prices in both their advertisements and at the point of sale when you're talking to somebody on the phone. So all the fees, all the total prices, everything, how long it's good for, if there's any you know, rules or exceptions, they've got to be honest and upfront during the sale and in their advertisements. So that's a really big, big uh, part of the settlement right there. Going forward on new customer orders, they can't keep adding this fee. They called it the internet cost recovery fee. It's just a made-up fee, trying to make it sound like a tax or like it's something required. It wasn't. It was just extra money they were pocketing. So they can't charge that on new orders going forward. And we've also got a lot of um, kind of enhancements in how they respond to customer complaints. So if you call in and say, you know, hey, you said it was going to be $40 a month, uh, you're charging me 70 they have to honor that $40 unless they can find evidence that unambiguously disputes what the consumer is saying. So that's a total reversal from the way things have been. And they also have to submit some audits and compliance reporting to the attorney general over the next three years to show how their sales practices and advertisements comply with the settlement and comply with Minnesota law. I see. So anything else in there that folks should know about? So there is a little over $8 million coming directly to the attorney general's office, and we want to distribute that money to anyone who was overbilled by the company. So if you had CenturyLink internet or television service since July of 2011, and if at any point in time between July of 2011 and today you think you were overbilled or overcharged, didn't get something of value that the company promised, we want you to contact us, go to our website, call our, our number, and we'll take down your contact information And as the first step of this kind of refund process that we're hoping to get started quickly. That's right. Get a hold of us. We, we're here to help you, uh, and we want to make sure that you get justice and fairness. So, Alec, you've done a great job on this CenturyLink case, but there are other cases that come up. What's your advice to people out there who feel that they haven't been treated fairly by a company? 
Well, you should always contact us if that's the case. Uh, that's really how we started the CenturyLink investigation was just this outpouring of complaints, hearing from people and, you know, people saying, I, I'm not concerned about me. It's my neighbor. It's my aunt, whoever else. I, I'm worried about them because they can't advocate for themselves. So should always contact us if you believe that you've been the victim of a scam or have just witnessed something that looks deceptive or unfair or deceitful. All right. And so just you can go on our website or you can call us either way. Absolutely. Well, hey, Alex, just let me know, man. Uh, how do you like your job? I love it. It's the reason I went to law school was to get a job like this. Well, you know, you're pretty good at it, young man. <laughs> thank you. And we want to say thank you to you and your whole team. By the way, I mean, you kind of helped lead this effort, but you didn't. You weren't alone. Who were some of the folks on the team who helped you out? That's right. So I was the day-to-day -day attorney on it. Couldn't have done the case without um, our investigator, Marie Silicano. Yep. So she was with me with all the depositions. She was the one who had to do all those hundreds of thousands of pages of document review. Um, she was absolutely instrumental in, in going through it. And the case was overseen by Deputy Attorney General uh, James Kennedy. Yep, yep. So we want to thank them. Thank your whole team. And uh, hey, stay in touch with the Minnesota Attorney General's office. We settle cases from time to time. Some of them are big enough where we make podcasts about them, but we do it all the time. If you feel that you have some justice coming back your way, you let us know. Alex, thanks for tuning in with us today. Thanks for having me. You bet. We'll see you next time on Affording Your Life. If you enjoy Affording Your Life with Keith Ellison, you can subscribe, like, review, or share this episode. You know, somebody out there needs the information on this important podcast, and we want you to help us get the word out. You can follow us at A.G. Ellison on Twitter or Facebook. And for Instagram, you can follow us at A.G. Keith Ellison. See you next time.